new associate head coach for volleyball. Jolene Shepherdson will be in her third season as the Bulls head coach, and she's added Michaela Franklin to the staff. Now, Franklin has been the head coach at two institutions, including a Power 5 school, Clemson, from 2017 until 2020. They were 7-25 and her first year, and then the next season made the NIVC the program's first postseason appearance since 2009 and their most wins since 2012. They went 19-15. and They made that tournament's quarterfinals. In four years at Clemson, 49 wins, 68 losses. You probably know this already, but the ACC is a bear when it comes to volleyball. I like this. All of the players on the 2020 team were named to the conference academic honor roll. She also was the head coach at Wisconsin Green Bay in 2013, finished with the second best record in program history. In between those two stops, she was an associate head coach at Iowa from 2014 through 2016. She was a player for Kansas State in the early 2000s, and there they made the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament three times, a place the Bulls haven't been to since the early 2000s when Jolene Shepardson was one of their standout players and will make it a point to get with Coach Shepardson and now Coach Franklin at some point soon. The team has added some new individuals that I want to talk to Coach Shepardson about. So the first year, a couple of very young assistants on the team, now a little bit more experience, and of course that includes her husband, assistant coach Aaron Shepardson. Well, as we were wrapping up the post game last night on USF Bulls Unlimited, you saw Billy Mole and Darren Schoenrock of Memphis gathering together along with a couple of my friends, Hannah and Holden from Baseball Operations, and I knew that meant they were talking about something schedule-oriented. And even though we didn't get it immediately, we pretty much got it on the air right as we signed off that today's game is at noon. So no pregame today. We'll be right on the air at noon. Bulls, well, they're in last place. They lost to Memphis, which had dropped 10 of 11, but did beat UCF last week 6-1 to and then got blown out twice. So the Bulls definitely have a chance to win this series. Memphis has lost a couple of members of its starting rotation, including Connor Shamblin, a transfer from Bama, who was great. So they got to face their toughest pitcher, and you knew how doubtful the Memphis bullpen was by the fact that Landon Gartman was asked to pitch seven innings last night when he had thrown a ton of pitches, 115 of them. Bulls had their chances early but could not convert. Memphis, with Orion Kirkring actually being quite good, got a home run in the second inning, but that was it through four innings. The Bulls had some chances. Second inning, really, you just knew it at the time, was a sign of things to come because Joaquin Monquet earned a walk, but with two outs, Nelson Rivera doubled into the corner. If it's anybody but Monquet at first, he's going to score, and the game's going to be tied. Not telling you, it probably takes on a different tack. Of course, also, this kind of stuff was happening because it's all that's going on with the Bulls, it seems, these days. Daniel Cantu drills that ball. Deep to right field. Going back on it is Daniels. To the wall and makes the catch. I'm officially over that. The Bulls have had a handful in the last week. Balls get caught at the wall. Happened four times last Saturday in a shutout loss to Tulane. Happened four times again last night. Memphis starts off with a single and a walk in the top of the fifth. Again, they didn't really have much going against Kirkring. Then their number nine hitter fails on a bunt attempt. And, of course, everything starts happening. Bulls down one nothing in the top of the fifth. Memphis has started off with a solid single and the first walk of the game by Ryan Kirkring in this inning. That ball's lifted to right field and hope it goes foul. If it doesn't, it's going to be runs for Memphis. Cantu. Gets to it, actually one run, and Biblioni, who was trying to bunt, 
just puts it the other way and drops in an RBI double. It's 2-0. Top of the order, and that's a bunt, and it's going to work out. Bulls try the scoop play, and it's all hands safe. Lane tried to scoop it. He had no play at first. The squeeze works perfectly, and it's 3-0. Oh, no. Drill to left field, and can Pena get to it? Dives, and nope. Bounces away from him. Two runs will score, and it's 6-0 Memphis. They just broke it open. Swanberg, a 3-12 hitter, so the one guy that's been red hot in American Athletic Conference play hasn't gotten a hit tonight, and he drills that one to right field. Cantu going back on it. That could be out of here. It is. Stunning. And Memphis is blowing out the ball. It wasn't quite game, set, and match, and yet it was because the Bulls only scratched for single runs in the fifth and the sixth. And in fact, after each of the runs were scored on RBI from Matt Ruiz and Nick Gonzalez, the very next pitch was announced, so Gartman limiting the damage. Bulls got nice relief pitching from several, including Nolan Hootie, Jack Siebert, and Austin Grouse. Unfortunately, Devin Hemingway hurt his left, it looked like bicep, but definitely a left arm injury when they brought him in in the eighth inning. Only one bull had two hits. That was Carmine Lane. Again, they had chances at many more hits. And we'll talk more about the course of that game and set you up, of course, for today's second game at noon. And then tomorrow we'll be playing at 1130 in the morning. Again, Memphis's games two and three pitchers, not nearly as strong. So you'll like the chances. And we'll tell you what went on elsewhere in the conference as we end the hour going around the American. Definitely wanted to play some highlights from the softball doubleheader on Wednesday as it was a victorious one. And the Bulls jumped ahead of FAMU early. Here's how the inning ended. Humplick, I believe, has attempted a steal before I go ahead and mention that. She is one for one this year in stolen bases. I know. We're all trying to figure out what that noise is because it sounds like a, a friend on the play-by-play. -play. Rivera golfs that one to right field, and it just gets inside. That'll be a, another run for the Bulls. It'll go down as a RBI single for Alana. And it's 4 nothing. Yeah, we were dealing with some weird noises. There was some construction going on. It was a small booth there at JU, but it was more than suitable to do a broadcast. If you want to listen to the full doubleheader get replayed, just know that the first couple innings are a little bit shakier than the rest as an audio angle went. Seemed like that would be plenty. Unfortunately, Aaron Pepping, who did not make it out of the second inning last Saturday against Wichita and had gone into the fifth the first time she faced FAMU but ran into control issues, same thing here. Again, she started off with a 4 nothing lead, got a double play to end the first, but second, walk, hit by pitch, single to low the bases, bases loaded walk on four pitches, and that was it. Lexi Kopko came on and was tremendous in this game. Rattlers got to within a run before the Bulls popped for two, and the strikeout queen that is Lexi Kopko gets another one. Swing and a miss on a drop ball. Great pitch. And her season high for strikeouts Second base. was one. Her season total for strikeouts was four. She has got seven here today. Alexis Johns has been setting the table for the Bulls. She would get a couple steals in the first game. But get this. She is pretty good at the top of the order. Three and two to her, and lines it through. The middle of the infield, that is going to score two. And with Johns' speed, of course, she's going to cut it for two. Look at that. Head first and absolutely coming through. Alexis Johns when her team needs it. And the Bulls lead 6-3. to three. For someone with such speed, just one double coming into this game, she would get two. Then the sixth inning was really, really fun. In the top of the sixth, they're up 6-3. to three. As Maldonado would lead it off and takes that one deep to left field. Going, going way out of here. 
as Desiree Maldonado jacks one on the first pitch she sees. Third homer of the year, and man, has she been swinging a hot bat. Antoinette Hill, I'm positive, is gonna get her first career at bat. This could be interesting. And well, she'll have a runner in scoring position as that is a passed ball, and the runner will advance, runner being pinch runner Bailey Lystel. Bulls are up nine to three, try something new here. Jordan Cadlib's on deck, runner on second with one away. Three in the frame. And Hill shoots it the other way. That's what I'm talking about. How about an RBI single for Antoinette Hill? That is going to be something to remember. Oh, drives that one to right field. That has a chance to get out of here, and it does. Knocked a little branch off the tree out there. And the Bulls have finally gotten it going offensively in a big stick kind of way. It's nine to three. You heard right, Antoinette Hill, who had come on to get the last out, Copco in the fifth, gets her first career everything at the dish. And I asked afterwards, were you supposed to expect this? Had she been doing that in practice? And basically the answer was not really. They win in run rule fashion, 11 to three. Then in the second game against JU, which had, had issues pitching, actually they held the Bulls down pretty well, but USF gets a run in the first inning. They would get four. And the only question was, could Georgina Corrick get a perfect game. As you can tell, I was trying to dance around actually saying it, but you knew it was happening. Here's how it unfolded. Two outs to Morocco. Hits that ball sharply, and shortstop makes a nice play. Will she make it? Oh, I think she did. She got her. Reynolds has been outstanding at short. Morocco, not a slow runner by any means. And the shortstop will come up to start off the seventh inning. You know what they say. You make a great defensive play on one side, you come up and try to get something done in the next inning. That is exactly what they say. Try and get something done. Georgina Corrick, we will keep it here for reasons that we hope will be spelled out in about three outs from now. She has added 12 strikeouts to her total of 303 coming in. She has not walked anybody. We have played six innings and gone exactly through the order twice. Oh, oh, but it's the top of the order. And this is a team that has a pretty good top of the order. So for a game that's seemingly decided at 4-0, for some reason everyone's kind of on the edge of their seats right now. Took a mighty cut at that one, did Reynolds. She does have one homer, but she wasn't going to hit that one. And by the way, she also has only walked five times. They get their swings in. No one in their starting lineup has struck out 20, but only one has walked double digits. So they get their swings in. And that one is lined for a base hit. And thus breaks up the perfect game. I told you they get their swings in. And there goes the first hit of the day. A no-doubt double. You don't want that first one to be chintzy. And it's tagged, and that's going to bounce in, and this should be a run. Actually, they're going to hold the runner at third. They could have scored easily, but I think they just wanted to be safe. So, bases are loaded. Tying run comes to the plate. Madison Braytek does not have a home but she also has two outstanding at-bats, is the only player who has not 
struck out. Swings and misses at that one. Rides ball. And her two RBI, incidentally, came in the same game, February 25th. It is April the 13th. Hasn't been very taxing for Georgina Cork until this inning, 0-2 though. Just getting a piece of that one is Braytech. So from looking at no hit stuff to looking at just trying to secure the victory now, it's shifted quickly. Bases loaded, 0-2, four nothing Bulls. Here's the pitch, change up, golfed, and it could be a tricky play in right field, and Johns started the day with a great at bat and ends it with a much needed catch, and that will do the trick. Georgina Corrick gets the shutout, gets win number 27, and ends up not allowing a run in the end. She did give up two hits. Good job there by the Dolphins for not going down quietly. But indeed, the Bulls sweep the doubleheader. 4 nothing was the final score. The scoring, by the way, supplied by Sheehan on a sack fly in the first. Of course, scoring Johns, who had tripled. Hallie Bryant with a big-time two-RBI hit with two outs in the fifth, getting a rare start, made it 3 nothing there. And Alexis Swearingen was able to ground out to advance Megan Piero. Bryant with the two RBI. In the first game, everybody at the top of the order had exactly two hits, talking about Johns Piero and Sheehan. And the Bulls, again, are off this weekend. Also two hits for Rivero and Maldonado and Cadlub, Jordan Cadlub, in that game. And Josie Foreman got a day off her feet, a doubleheader where she did not have to catch either game. Kopko got the win three and two-thirds innings, her first win of the year, seven Ks in that first game. And Antoinette Hill, along with her first, everything at the plate, Got her first career save while Corrick struck out 12 in another complete game.